You are listening to Bear in Mind, the University of Northern Colorado's official podcast. Join us each episode as we listen to the voices from UNC faculty, staff, students, and alumni as they offer insights of local or national importance. This is your host, Dan and Cox, bringing you just a taste of UNC. On the last episode, we learned about Katie's path to UNC. Now we learn the cultural differences between being a student and a veteran. So real quick, you you were studying here in psychology? Yes. In ed- was it educational psychology or no. was it just psychology? Well, for my undergrad, it's just psychology. Just psychology, and then? And then my master's became educational psychology. Okay. And if you ask me why ed psych, I think if you ask any of my friends here, why was Katie, why, why Ed Psych? They'd be like, mm, I really don't know because I've always been deeply interested in, in NeuroCog. And, but we don't have that program here. Mm-hmm. But the key was is that I loved my re- the research and the faculty that I worked with so much that it felt absolutely worth it to me. I didn't really know what Ed Psych at the time like really was. I mean, I've researched it somewhat and I was like, okay, I have like a general idea. Ultimately between, you know, medical and psych and teaching and all that, like I just love helping people. So I was like, if this is a field in which we are supposed to help people, I am here for it. Mm-hmm. And it is, it can be, it depends. We use it in very, like in a lot of different ways, but um, but it was pretty much mainly my advisors and my undergrad and my graduate advisors and the research I was a part of that made me want to stay here for sure. Like I didn't even question it. So I said, I'm just going to stay. I'll stay. I'll do this. And once I make a decision, I am all in. There is no doubt about that. I don't look back. Um, and I typically don't, I don't have regrets either. Um, and so, yeah, I started, um, so I worked, so he said, if you're going to be here, the director, sorry, a veteran services said, if you're going to stay here, what do you think about working here? And I was like, uh, I mean, I hadn't, so weirdly, I hadn't had a job in two years except for, for drill. Mm-hmm. Um, be, and it was so nice because being able to focus on your studies is a luxury that most people do not have. Not at this university, certainly. There's a, mostly people are working students. Huge number of students who are also working. Yes. Yeah. Which is vastly different than Boulder, than CSU, mm-hmm. than Denver. You're just not gonna see that kind of population in a lot of the places around here. And I think when you look at numbers, you have to be very careful because you're forgetting a huge variable of the fact that our students are typically working almost full-time job, if not full-time jobs, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think that that is important to note also. um, Anyway, that's like a side note. And I said, let me think about it. And then the next day I said, sure, because this is who I am. I'm very casual about big decisions sometimes. Mm -hmm. I have learned about myself. And so I started working there and my life completely changed. Um, I did not realize before then, like, I mean, I knew I was lonely here, which was a new feeling for me. So I don't even think that I could give it a name because it just felt so foreign. But I knew that, I mean, like, I I felt an emptiness. And in the military, man, you have a family. Like, ultimately, that's what you hear from a lot of veterans is they miss their family. Um, 
the family aspect, the closeness that you get, especially when you're overseas or when you're deployed or in a small unit, like you become each other's family because you do not have your family around mm -hmm. you, you know? Um, and I didn't realize how much I missed that until I walked into veteran services for the first day of work and realized that, that uh, it soon became the wildest, most unique family that I have ever had. It was a bunch of, we were like, oh, what is that called? Um, like the last, the toy, uh, in Toy Story, the ones that get thrown away, the... Oh, I know what you're talking about, but... The, you know, the broken ones and the right. the ones that people don't want anymore. Mm -hmm. Like that was, that was a lot of us there is I think what we ultimately felt like. We were older, we didn't really kind of fit in. We have a brashness to us oftentimes. Like mm -hmm. I'm a, I'm loosely approachable. My face maybe says otherwise when I'm not smiling, but I am very approachable once you talk to me. But a lot of times there's like a gruffness. I'm also Air Force, which is looked at as the most like civilian branch. And I don't have trauma, which is um, pretty significant. Then if you, if you're mentioning that you don't have trauma, what, where, and I'm, this might be changing, so I don't mean to, I don't mean to change it, but like you do research on trauma, correct? I do, I do. So then how, well, how does that happen? Well, so when I told you we did the, okay, actually this all ties together. Okay. So at Veteran Services, I meet a lot of the veterans that have some pretty significant trauma. They had childhood trauma. They had trauma while in the military um, that devastated them. And I don't re think they really, there's a lot of survivor guilt too. A lot of the people mm. that they are with on deployments had died, but why they asked why were they still alive? Um, and a lot of people don't understand, this is kind of going to my dissertation topic and everything. They don't understand that multiple traumas impact the brain different. Like it doesn't, it's like you have one trauma and it, and that is what it is and push that to the side. You know, obviously if it, if it affects the amygdala, the prefrontal cortex, the basal ganglia, like it continues to impact it. Right. So your expression after multiple traumas, like the way you respond to it and your, the stress that comes afterwards, you know, um, is oftentimes going to be more pronounced. Mm -hmm. after multiple traumas, right? But P of veterans, they're not thinking about that kind of, they're thinking, why am I struggling so much? They come to a university, and this was like within a week or two of me being there, I, I was realizing how much struggle there was because often when you are used to a situation that is life or death, and then you come to a university after that, is a, is a quiz, is a test, is coming to class going to feel important to you? No, oftentimes the answer is no. It doesn't even feel like real life. I mean, to be if I was being honest with you, a lot of times when I could feel myself being very stressed out as a graduate student or as an instructor, as a researcher, I would always, that was my baseline all the time. Katie, this isn't, in the scheme of things, this isn't even real life. We're in this weird magical bubble where we just focus on thoughts and critical thinking and problem solving and the things that I wish everyone had time in the world to think about every day. But that is not the reality of most people's life. And that is coming from a non-combat veteran. So can you imagine what combat veterans feel when 
they're sitting around in a classroom and you have young people talking about, they feel very passionately about topics that they may never have experienced and most likely haven't, you know. Or the stress that one may have in comparison with someone else that's in the room. Yes. What does that word stress even mean at that point? Absolutely. Right. Yeah. And so... So there we see a higher attrition rate oftentimes for things like that. Like it just, I had real things to worry about. My family, maybe they're struggling a lot of times with financial stuff because you go from being very supported in the military, you know, you get housing allowance, you get food allowance, you have a base pay, you have all this stuff that's built in, right? It's like a university, but it's all paid for. Like, you know, how that's unheard of. Right, right. It's very socialist. I don't know if people realize in medical, same thing. We have a very in the military. It's it's fairly socialist uh, medicine. And then you are out all of a sudden and you have oftentimes you're dealing with all the stress of that complete change in lifestyle, you know, complete, literally complete change in everything. And they're like, have fun, like, good luck, you know. And so, so that was kind of brewing in my mind of like, how can I do anything? You know, sometimes, a lot of times it's just being the ear for somebody, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And they just want to talk about it with somebody that they feel like understands them because it's a very tight knit community. And oftentimes veterans do not prefer to really listen to other veterans or non-veterans, you know, they're just like, you don't understand. You haven't been there, blah, blah, blah. Right. So I just to be there and work with people that understood and stuff like that anyway, for me. So selfishly, it, it felt very good to be a part of this, uh, this family, no matter how dysfunctional we were. Um, and many of them still remain close friends with me today. And I, I to them, and it's just so great. Um, and I finally started feeling like a part of this community, you know, and being a part of veteran services. I I have to pause here and narrate because Katie and I go on some tangents about graduate school and the social life or lack thereof, but we find our way back to the crossroads of her military experience and education, which is focused on trauma. I'll let Katie take it from here. My first few months in the military, even before I even got to my first duty station, just in basic training and tech school, I talked to many women and it was this, it unfortunately was the same story over and over and over again. They had, ex- had experienced significant traumas when they were growing up. And then again, while in the military, and I kept asking myself the whys. And of course, back then I had no idea about the neurological components and all the things, but Um, and I just, I wanted, I needed to know some answers. Well, as much as research gives us answers or just more questions, right? (laughs) Um, but questions that we need to be asking. Um, and I, I mean, I say women and it's not like men do not absolutely experience this because they absolutely do. It's just, that was the group I was around because I was mainly around females, um, at that time in my career. And also, I think that there's more of a willingness to, because of the social aspect, there's a willingness for that women to, will talk to it about it more with women than men. Relatability. Right? Yeah. And yeah. you're able to talk. And I mean, if we're talking, vulnerability. yeah, if we're talking dis- dissertation too, I mean, you kind of need to narrow your scope as well. I do. 
you're right. And I haven't even decided if I'm just, I think I probably will just do females, but I don't want to, but I think your gender is such a huge factor mm -hmm. that so, and so, yeah. So then the other aspect was like, yeah. So then the second part of the duel is the trauma while in the military as well. And so I started doing qualitative research on it and I, through some of my quantitative classes, I needed, I started thinking about like narrowing it down and, you know, what I was going to really do with it. Um, Sorry to chime in once again, because we begin to discuss the financial burden of being a student, which led Katie to make her decision to, well, I'll let her explain. So I still need to um, finish up my comps this semester before I deploy. I'm deploying in July. And that was like... Katie goes on to discuss her deployment and reflects on her experiences as both an active military veteran and a scholar. And that's helped me be a better airman. It's helped me be a better leader. Um, I started the mentorship program here at UNC for veterans. Um, and that is obviously helpful in the active duty world um, or military world in general. So I have zero regrets. Um, and. I think with every decision, there's so much we can learn and all that stuff. So it's kind of, um, I started back in July is when I started back at it. And it's pretty much the opposite lifestyle um, of what I had been doing for seven years. But um, I really, I want to know, like, I want to have the knowledge that I will learn from doing the lit review. I want to talk to these veterans. I want to like, I want there to be numbers that show how much the trauma, Yeah, I, it, you know, and the results of it. And you bring, you bring a different aspect of what it means, what trauma is. And, and so even you taking some time off and coming back, that's time for you to learn your own toolbox and and to be able to learn how that's used and then come back almost with a fresh set, you know, and, and kind of understanding it. Whereas, you know, yes, sometimes we we streamline these these ideas of how degrees work, but why? Like, well, well, there's no one setting that in place. There's no official way to do it. Now, good thing that you actually did finish your class courses or your courses yes. because I think those expire, right? But you don't have to worry about that anymore. So it's like you're taking your time on what you do want in the long run, which is which is fair and only admirable in my in, in Yeah, my and I went through so quick. I'm only on my fourth year. Yeah. So it's not like as hard as some people have been on me about not finishing it or not progressing as much. It, like we all have different timelines for different reasons. And sometimes totally. we have to be flexible and my timelines just has just varied from what I thought it would be. And that is mm -hmm. what it is. But, and also being in a deployed location, like I'll get to talk to more people, unfortunately seeing how trauma impacts them. But I think that it will ultimately be good for my research and for my understanding. Yeah. Um, and so I think that this probably happened for a reason of some sort, for sure. You know, this mm -hmm. journey, if you think back when I started this talk and you think back on me sitting there in junior year in a, in a computer lab, trying to decide what I'm gonna be, fast forward to almost, you know, it's been almost 19 years um, that I've been in, and I would never in a million years guess that I was finishing up my PhD, that I was stay, that I stayed in, that I was going to get 
promoted to the second highest rank in the enlisted forces. You know that I was going to meet people that would change my life forever. You know, like, it's so hard to explain to people that haven't been through it. Like, we think of this oftentimes with people we meet in grad school because you think, Nobody understands this until you've been through it, right? The same thing we say about military members, and I've been through both. And it's, it's, a, it's, I feel like this life is not worth living without the relationships that we build. And I, if something were to happen to me tomorrow, I'd be like, it was so worth it. The beautifulness of the people that I have met, even through like, all the complexities and the sadness and the excitement and that like, it all feels so worth it, you know? And um, ultimately what I wanna do in the future, um, I love medical so much. I love medicine. I love helping people. And I love, you know, I've, I, I just, I wanna, and so through being um, a medic for seven years, I realized that I, I really love patient care. And so I wanna be a PA. <laughs> so after I get done with my PhD, I'm going, I'm going to apply for PA school and that's what I'm going to do. And people say, why would you like, why you don't make any sense, Katie, we're going back to the very beginning. This is why I told you at the beginning, my, you know, asking my mom, was she worried? And sometimes she says, I still am sometimes Kate, but somehow it always works out. And I think that ultimately people have a hard time because they think that we should choose a path, one path. And I say to that, I would be an eighth of a person that I am today if I chose one single path that somebody felt like I should do.